Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 8 O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babies and infants you have established strength because of your foes, to still the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is humanity that you are mindful of us, and the son and the children of humanity that you care for them? Yet you have made them a little lower than the heavenly beings, and crowned us with glory and honor. You have given us dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under your feet, all sheep and oxen, and also all the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 19 through 26. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the deeps broke open, and the clouds dropped down the dew. My son, do not lose sight of these. Keep sound wisdom and discretion, and they will be life for your soul and adornment for your neck. Then you will walk on your way securely, and your foot will not stumble. If you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden terror or of the ruin of the wicked when it comes, for the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you are called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Good morning and welcome to the first Friday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Frederick, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 8, Proverbs 3, and Ephesians 4. And in Saul's letter to the church in Ephesus, he stresses this unity. Um, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Um, and it got me thinking of this, of this, I don't know, lesson or or takeaway from nonviolence that I hadn't thought of. I was, I was really young, but it never occurred to me. I think it was a class recording, like really early on, before like MOOCs, massive online courses, massive open online courses, um, became a thing. There's this nonviolence course at Berkeley that was available on like Apple 
University or whatever it was called. Apple. I can't remember. Anyway, um, Michael Nagler's class on nonviolence in at Berkeley. I don't know it was recorded, but I listened to it probably back in 2006. And uh, one of the things that I think it was, I don't think he was a Christian. I think he was mostly talking about Gandhi and King. But one of the things that he explored in the course was like, look, if one of the things that nonviolent practitioners typically believe or, or follow is that, you know, to have a universal God or to believe in a universal God, to believe that the God that you believe in is the real God or the, the most descriptive and accurate way of understanding God. For Christians in particular, mostly because I understand the Christian tradition more than other traditions, um, is to say that there's one standard, right? So if you think that God has said to you, turn the other cheek and bless those who curse you, it means that God also has that same standard for others, that if if indeed all these other gods that you don't believe in aren't true or aren't real in some sense, even if maybe you don't you don't totally have it exactly right, maybe you're really like maybe you're not um, bigoted about it, like uh, proud or, or or something, um, and you don't you know you don't have it totally right, but it's one standard for the whole world, for the whole universe, right? So if we believe as Christians um, with many of the prophets that that God is the only God, that there doesn't, you know, we don't get to treat other people differently than we treat ourselves. Um, that the, the thing that God is doing with the church, God is really doing with the whole world. Um, that it, it kind of threw this new slant on my discernment of, you know, violence and good and evil and blah, blah, blah. Um, because it, it kind of struck me that to fight against one another, you know, kind of throws what I think the New Testament is telling me, it throws it out the window and reduces us to just kind of like avatars of our own belief systems, right? Like it's to go to war is to be proxies of gods, uh, of false gods. Um, that, you know, the, that I'm going to fight on behalf of my own God and beliefs, and uh, it's not really God because it, I'm now determining what, what God is going to do through me, and the other person is kind of the same. Like take the Crusades, for example. I don't really think that was the Christian God that they were after. I think it was... You know, greed or conquest or money or power. I don't know what it was, but it's some, it wasn't the God I read about in the New Testament. And I don't know anything uh, really about Islam, um, but I, I kind of get the sense that I don't know what, yeah, I, I won't comment, but um, by at least within the Christian paradigm, if I believe that what I read in the New Testament is applicable and relevant to the whole universe. To go against that really just kind of shows I don't really believe it. 
that I've made my own God. And whether that God is my nation, whether that God is, you know, the pursuit of power uh, or wealth, I am just an avatar. I've become just an embodiment of a, of a God that is not a God. I've made myself a God, and yet I'm beholden. I'm subject to my own beliefs. Like, my beliefs are making me do this thing. I'm not really free. But anyway, the, all this comes out of, like, what if there is only one God? And what if Christians or whoever, doesn't really matter who, what if you really believe that's true? Like, you don't, God would not deal differently um, with one of God's own as God would, uh, you know, someone who is not a Christian, at least in the Christian perspective. And hearing this one line, or I don't know, maybe it was like a short paragraph, really kind of opened up for me what it might mean that violence is idolatry and, you know, what does it mean that, um, you know, God really truly is one, that there is only one, and that God is truly God, that God doesn't bend to our will, um, it really kind of threw, it, it threw me for a loop, and I don't know if I'm doing it justice um, here, but that's where my mind goes when, you know, when we read Saul saying how unified God is, um, one body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, and not just all of us saints, but all of creation. Um, you know, one way to look at it is, oh yeah, all those other people are worshiping false gods. Another way to look at it is, oh, there's one standard for all of us um, that I don't get to, you know, kind of put God's oneness on the shelf and go violate what God has. Uh, expected of God's followers just to make more of God's followers or something like um, I think it's the I think it's another kind of false God to think oh well we just need as many of us as possible like no God already has the whole world in God's hands like what's more important is to be the kind of people that this one God calls us to be um, to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which we've been called. Um, and so that's really what it's about. It's not about like being right. It's not about being, uh, you know, having the most followers. Um, it's about doing right, even if God is the only one that sees you. Um, and God does see you. Um, but what does it mean to live humbly in the knowledge that that is true? Um, that there aren't any, you know, you don't get special favors, that everybody um, is subject to to this one uh, creative originator and redeemer and everything else. Like, I don't know, I, I, I still find myself, obviously, um, you know, kind of rolling this over in my head and thinking what it means that there is one God, um, not just for Christians, there's one God, period. Um, and that should not call us to the arrogance of we're right and they're wrong. It should call us to the humility that uh, that is the life that God has called us to, 
um, if we think that we are following God in the first place. A prayer for the unity of the Church from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, our only Savior, the Prince of Peace, give us grace seriously to lay to heart the great dangers we are in by our unhappy divisions. Take away all hatred and prejudice and whatever else may hinder us from godly union and concord. That, as there is but one body and one spirit, one hope of our calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all, so we may be all of one heart and of one soul, united in one holy bond of truth and peace, of faith and charity, and may with one mind and one mouth glorify you, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with PewPewHQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.